it's not going to happen. Because you, not, you have not prepared yourself. You can't just jump over and say you got power one day. It's, faith and power is something that's developed over a period of time. And if you're not working towards that goal because you got everything else in your mind and your heart, you're not going to be able to help somebody when they come to you that's broken down because the first thing you're going to say is, I got my own stuff. And God said, what about the calling I've given you? See, people think they're going to escape these callings and stuff because you got these issues and all of this stuff going on in your life. It does not matter because you need to understand what God is saying. And God is saying that we're going to have to give an account for all of this ministry that we have and that we have not done what God has called us to do. That's why God said, Said, he's going to put your enemy in your own house. And that's going to teach you to obey him. And God is not playing. It's beyond about what you think is right and what you think is, is the best way. You don't know until you go to God. I can think a whole bunch of things in my mind. But until you understand what God is saying and what directions God is giving you, you're not going to be able to understand what God is speaking in this hour because you are in a place that your mind is all over the place. And when you got confusion on the inside, you're not even going to understand what God is saying. This is why God is telling everybody to get themselves together. You need to come into a place that you free yourself from all of these things that keeps you bound, that keeps Keeps you in a place that is not uh, contrary to the will of God. That's keeping you outside of the temple. And you need to understand something. What is coming on in the earth and what is even happening now is a result of what God is saying. Because my people have not obeyed me. And you need to understand there's going to be more sickness. There's going to be more devastation. There's going to be more tragedy and all of this thing right here. You can come home to leave today and you come home you may find out something has happened tragic in your own house. What are you going to do? You're going to get mad with God? But God said if you was a watchman you would have known to pray. Because your mind is in everywhere else and everybody needs to understand what God is saying in this hour. God is not playing and the storm is coming and I pray that your house is secure in the Holy Ghost. God is sending the word and sending the warning to the people and the people do not want to obey. And you want to know why the children are rebellious. You need to see what's going on. You need to see what's going on. Some of y'all are going to be toe up from the flow up. And then you're going to be out there saying, this is what the prophet said. And it's going to be too late. It's going to be like an atomic bomb. And when it hit, it's going to hit hard. And you can't come into a place that I've got power and pray. Let me tell you something. The devil going to wrestle and bring, drag you down. Because you got to deal with yourself about the calamity, what you're seeing, and what you need to do next. And you need to have God speak. And God can speak to you in the midst of a storm and a calamity. And But you got to be in a place. If your heart is in a place that you're free, that you'll be able to hear what God is saying and walk therein. The thing about it is people are hearing the word, but the word is falling on deaf ears. And the people are not doing what God is saying. It is not the world. It is the household of faith that's in a devastated place. And you don't understand why trouble is going to walk up your step. And you're going to say, God, this and God say what? I sent my word. 
to heal them, but they rejected it. It is something serious. What you gonna do when you have failed to clean up your own house? You have failed to clean up your own house. This right here. Do you know that God would allow, just like he did, that king to turn you crazy in your own house? And you're walking around just as crazy and everybody looking at you and you thinking you got it going on because you're putting on Maybelline. Who cares about Maybelline? And you up there got a crazy spirit in your, in your mind. And this took the man seven years. Then he had to lift up his eyes and say that he is Lord because of pride. You got to understand something. That pride, God is going to get you. He's going to wipe it down. He's going to muddy you down with it. God, I have you looking dirty and you thinking you looking pretty. And the covers have been pulled out for you. You got to understand something. The Bible said pride becomes before a fall. And you don't understand when you even in a fallen state. How much more did God have? to do for to get your attention. God is trying to clean up the house. God is trying to get rid of the, all the ism and schism. God is trying to get a hold of you that you can do what God is calling you to do in this hour, but you don't want to do what God is calling you to do. You want to do everything else and make your own way and tragedy is at the door. And you don't fail to understand what God is saying. And you saying, Pastor Lynn, that's for somebody else. It's for everybody that can sound in my voice, even to me. These trials are getting harder and harder. They're not getting easier. What do you mean by that? It's red here. I'm, everything, it seems like it's weighing my brain down. It's weighing my intellect down. When your intellect gets worn down, you cannot think. You cannot be in the spirit because you're weighted down in your subconscious of your mind and God is dealing with you with your smart self. Because you're not humble. You're not meek and lowly. I'm going to read you James 1 and 8. But I'm going to James 1 before I go to verse 8. James, a servant of God, uh, it says a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. It says, to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, greetings, my brother, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Or the Bible says, divers temptation. But you're not rejoicing, you're not walking them with a greeting, and that's why the trial is hard, because you are to set up in your mind with your born-again, sanctified self. Adam, I'm saved, and God should not allow these things to happen to me. You've got to understand that there are many other fictions of the righteous. As long as you're in this earth, you're going to have trials and tribulations. But how are you managing yourself in the spirit when these things come upon you?
You're not counting out joy. Why? Because you already see yourself as already failed, already lost in the storm. But you can count it in victory when you know what Jesus Christ has done on the cross for your sin. We, he operated in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Everything that you ever going to face, everything that you ever going to do in your life, it has already been paid and shed in the blood. So whatever trial, everything that's happening in your life, God has already paid the price because you don't understand the finished work of Jesus Christ. You're operating in your own strength and knowledge, and therefore you're not rejoicing because you don't see yourself victorious. And we want to know why these things upon us. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Oh, I'm not trying to wait for anything. Oh, no, you ain't testing me with nothing. God tests you with the very thing that is nasty, dirty, and low down. That's why I keep coming up until you pass it. And God has a way of dealing with you. Why would God test you with something that you ain't no struggle with? Oh, let me break it up. He gonna test my attitude, how I respond. He gonna test my mind. He gonna test the things that come out of my mouth. That's what he gonna test me with. The intellect of my mind. How am I focusing? How am I doing things when these trials and tests coming? Are we falling on our face? Are we on internet? Are we blasting somebody on Facebook and Twitter? Are we blasting somebody with our mouth? You need to understand something. You need to get into a place that you pray fast and God break the devil off of your mind that you can hear the mind of God because that is what's happening. There's a delusion. There's a spirit of delusion and betrayal that's amongst the people and you need to understand something. Whatever they took Jesus through, that's what they're going to take you through. The rebel is in your own house. And it's rebelling. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know why I'm going to this scripture, but it's in Numbers, the 16th chapter, when Kor rose up against Moses. You better be careful what you allow people to bring and what people do into your house. Because it was something in the Bible that when they stole something, they hid it and God got rid of the whole house because of one person. See, that's what happens when you're not watching. That's what happens when you're not on your guard and you're not checking everything because you believe in what they say at face value, but the face value is a snake talking to you. God is finna get rid of generations now. He's wiping them out. And you probably saying, well, Pastor Lynn, how in the world is that? Let me tell you something. You may be that only generation, but God will wipe you out because you're in a place that you're doing things that's not of God. You got to understand something about when you're prideful, when you're rebellious, and you seem like you're just a free spirit and you just want to do what you want to do. God is, does not have free spirits. Free spirits is not in the Bible. You need something. That's something that the Satanism tells you. You got to understand something. You got to be born again, fire baptized, and that your spirit is governed by the things of God. And you do what the Ten Commandments tell you to do. You need to understand what all of these things are happening in our lives. And a lot of times God allows these trials and tribulations to come in our lives because we have not conquered to the voice of God. We have not done what God is saying to do. And God sees that spring of rebellion. God sees that lying demon. God sees that spirit of deception in you. God sees that fornication. God sees all these corrupt things in our flesh that we don't want God to do. And we want to know why we keep going over. 
why there's no rejoicing. Each time God got to take you through something, the same thing over and over again to break that. He uses different things, but he's trying to get to that one thing in your life. Then all of a sudden you're going through the same thing over and over again. And then God has said, this is what I've been trying to tell you, this one thing. But you say, how in the world is this one thing? And you land this, this, and He said, because I tried to deal with you in many facets. You got to understand the spirit will manifest in many different ways and different seasons in their life. You got to understand something. Certain things happen in the earth when doing uh, Halloween. Then certain things happen during what Christmas. Then certain things happen in festival time. You got to understand something. You got to understand what is happening in your life. You want to know why all of these things are happening and certain seasons while you're going through this and that it's because you're not hearkening to the voice of the Lord and God is not taking it from one season he'll allow a whole lot of seasons to come up and it's not producing the fruit that you think that it should produce because you're not doing what God is calling you to do because you're stuck in your own way you're allowing all of these free spirits talk to you and you're not understanding that they're demons being masked in different forms and different shapes and things and you're taking on these things because it's agreeing with your spirit because the spirit of God is voided from you But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Why is it that you're not complete? Why the trials and the tribulations are not completing you in some things? Why these trials and tribulations that you go through, why they're not a complete thing that you're not seeing it anymore? Because when they crossed over the Red Sea, they did not see these people no more. So there's a complete, there's a complete thing that God will allow you to go through a storm and trial in your life that you will not see that enemy no more. But you keep seeing the same thing over and over again. The cycle of sin. And God allowed that generation to die in the wilderness. You're not allowing patience to have its perfect work. Then you start creating your own miracle. I never forget one of the guys I used to work with. He said, Lynn, the miracles or the blessings you create, you have to maintain. But the blessings that God gives you don't have to maintain because the blessing of the Lord make it rich. A lot of things, we're operating and doing things. And yeah, you may have this and that, but it's a maintenance behind it. It's something that comes behind it because that's something you created. You got to understand that when God gives you a blessing, he's got all the provisions. You can go here and this and that, but God will make a way for you out of no way. He'll have the person that you need to have right there in your place. When the thing about God, you ain't got to run and do nothing else. God will have it there. But when you start putting your hands to evil things and your intent is evil from the beginning, it's going to fall anyway. Because you're making your own way and you're not allowing patience to have his perfect work in you. So that's for you cannot wait on God and you jump ahead of God and now all of a sudden you got one demon. Now you're coming out with four demons because you did not wait on God and let God do it. A lot of times you think you're connecting yourself with something. You don't understand you're connecting yourself with another demon. you got to understand something. A person that's inborn again to God, they're not going to let you connect in them because they see the demons in your eyes. You need to understand what God is saying. You need to allow patience to have his perfect work. You need to allow God to govern your spirit and your mind and when you step out and do things that you should not do. You'll understand when God tells you don't touch this thing. You got to understand what God is saying in this hour. But a lot of us in from the pulpit to the back door, we have created our own blessing. And you want to know why God is continuing to judge us for the same thing over and over again. Why? Because we have not learned our lesson. And we're not being complete. And none of us likes patience. That's over a period of time, through suffering, through prayer, through fasting, through reading the word, through hearing what the voice of the Lord is saying, and the prophets confirming or telling you something new. A prophet comes because you don't hear God. Then a prophet comes after you pass the test to take 
take you on to the next day. God is pleased with you even to bless you. Move on up a little bit higher. But why is the prophecy everybody's getting now about get your life together? Do what God say do. God that spoke to you. Go, look at what, what God was, was saying. Look at what God is saying. When God has to continue to do these things in our lives, we're not allowing God to work in us. And you want to understand something. When you don't allow God to work within us, you need to understand that the power and the glory of God is not going to shine as bright as it would if you allow God to govern you and everything about you. You need to let God settle down inside of you. Stop trying to get anointed and run everywhere, and you're not even fully anointed. You just got a zeal. You just got a touch from God. Anointing is developed over a period of time. You need to understand the process about an olive oil. You need to understand something. It goes through different process, not just being put in the ground and then it to maintain and all of this and then it goes into a place that they put it and they press it down and you got to understand something it goes through a process and we don't want to be that olive we don't want to be pressed we don't want to be maintained and pruned we don't want to have to be taken care of we don't want to start from a small thing and grow into something big that produces the all and a lot of times we get mad at God because God is not raising up us as fast as we want to because God sees the immaturity God sees the lack of ability that you have you can run on zeal and knowledge and you can run on a whole lot of things but until God God anoints you and you go through the process it's not going to produce anything because we're in a place and when you're not in the place that God wants you to be when you're not in the place that God wants you to be your olive is going to rot because it stayed on the tree too long or it stayed in the bush with the other uh, olives too long and it started rotting decaying don't come and start doing things prematurely because God cannot take something that's spoiled and work with it that's why he puts you back on the potter's wheel and molds you and make you over again a lot of times we don't want to go back to the first process that God will come in and do what he needs to do. Bring deliverance, bring healing, bring in a place in us in our lives because we don't want to go through that place because it's eerie. It's not something that we want. It's something we always reject in God. And you don't understand we have rejected him so much till he's had a mouth full of it and he's tired and you got to understand something. Our cries are going up, but what is our cries? The people of Israel wanted to come out of a persecution of all many years of being there in Pharaoh in Egypt, but our cries because we're not getting what we want. We got a selfish cry. We got a selfish thing where we're crying out to God about the things that's going to make our lives easier. Well, our cry is not having a closer walk with him. Our cry is not allowing him to finish with us, God. Do what you need to do in us. Put, us. put me back on the potter's wheel. God, put me back there. Mold me over. Make me again. Our cry is about selfish things. But that's something about us. We'll beautify the outside, but we'll never allow God to beautify the inside. But you don't understand it's the inside that destroys you. It's not what a man wears. It's not what a man eats that defiles him. It's what comes out of a man that defiles him. And you don't understand what is defiling God. Why is God not operating? Why God is not doing this? You need to start asking yourself, not about me, uh, not about her, but you need to ask God, why are you not in that place? Why is God not moving in your life? Huh? Stop looking at everybody else and stop judging everybody else. Look and see what's on the inside of you because you got to understand something. I can't worry about what's on her field. I can't worry about it's on her field. 
but I got to worry about what is on my vineyard and that God will come in and deal with me because God has to deal with me because I go outward and everything that's in me goes outward and if I'm producing bad stuff on the inside it goes out if I'm producing bad good stuff on the inside it goes out why is it is it the devil's destroying your fruits and your vine or is it what you're spilling out on your own self is your blessing running from you because it does not look like you? Does it not recognize who you are? It's what comes out of a man that defiles the man, that speaks to who you really are. Your speech betrays you. You need to see what it's saying. You need to see that we allow God to work on the inside of us. You need God to really come in and deal with all of us in a way. You need to get into a place of prayer. Stop crying about this. Stop crying about that. And start crying about your soul. Is your soul right with God? Are you doing everything that God is calling you? Are you in the place that God wants you to be in, in this walk, in this time in your life, in this walk, in this dispensation that God is doing? Because the next dispensation is the millennial state. Are you ready? We're in the space now that we in the church age that God is moving and trying to get the church right before he cracks the sky because he knows he do it right now all of us are miss heaven but we don't want that we're not trying to be perfected and complete in the things that we want that's your whole operation is that I'm going to be perfected in what I want, but we're not allowing God to perfect in us. We're not allowing God to move in us. And we are still sitting around wondering if God is going to do this when the people don't have no faith. You need to understand why is it no faith right now. It seems like you can find maybe one in a crowd or two in a crowd that's really got the faith that you really need. I'm not talking about this faith about what they see, but I'm talking about faith to know that God will move no matter what. That faith is leaving off the land because the Spirit of the Lord is moving in a different direction and the church age is going to be lost because they don't understand this level of faith and what it's going to take to take it and to maintain it and to go to the next level. There's a level of faith that you're going to have to have in this hour that you didn't never have before, but God is going to work his word. God is not going to work you. He works his word. If you like wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberty and without reproach and it will be given to him. God is not saying anything on the outside. He's saying things according to his word. God is not going to bless a whole bunch of stuff. God is going to bless his word. Well, you're going to say, well, I pay my tithes and offering. In this hour, you're going to have to have a level of faith. You better pray that God don't let them people fire you. What about your tithes and offering then? That takes going to have to take faith. That's going to take you sitting there laying before God and say, God, you done showed me the pink slip coming, but I bind it in the name of Jesus. God, turn it around or work out another job. What, you going to just sit there and wait on that job to get your last check? You better be praying. You may have to shift and move before they close the business down. You're going to have to have a faith that is not even walking in the church right now. You better get to a place in God and that you sell out totally and let rid of this ism and schism about yourself. You better to get to a place. Pride will put you right there. Out there on Portsmouth Street with no house, no car, no nothing. But faith will keep you. Yeah. 
For if who? It says doubt like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the winds, for let not that man support that he will receive anything from the Lord. He's talking about faith. We're tossing to and fro. But see, the thing about it is, but let him act in faith. But no, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea. You, I read it reverse. Why? Because you're doing that now before you even ask for it. You already women and wobbing and, and doing all of this stuff. You're unstable. You're double-minded. You everywhere in everybody's business, but yet you're not in your own house. And the snake is there. But you didn't even ask God for wisdom for the situation. You're going to have to have a faith. You may be the only one that keeps it rooted and grounded because of the faith. Faith can be so strong in your life, in your house, that the devil will, cannot even come in and the devils in your house will be sucking because the faith in God that's radiating will shut them down and they'll obey you. But you're too busy. Doubting. Wavering. Oh, I'm depressed today. Oh, I can't think. Oh, the boss said this. You're always overwhelmed. Can't take nothing. Been through all of these trials, but you can't take nothing. There's no substance. There's no value that you even went through something. And you sitting there like I done went through all of this. Yeah, but how did you go through it? Did you go through it in the word of God? Did you go through it in the will of God? Was God supporting you? And now these things are happening. All this stuff that everybody else from the pulpit to the back door. We shall faith should be above the building. It should be soaring up into heaven. What is going on? But you're paying your tithes and your offer. Why is faith not there? Why is that manifested? Why is it not residing within us at this hour? And every little thing taught you. Throws you down on the ground. Can't take nothing. As long as you're in this earth, you're going to go through trials and tribulations. He said, if my kingdom was here, <laughs> you couldn't touch me. This is Satan's kingdom. And he giving us the keys to the kingdom to survive here on the earth. But you don't understand when he went down to Hades for three days and three nights and took back the keys of death, hell, and the grave. You don't understand that because you're so busy in the blessing and God is going to do this and that. And I become command and this and that. That's what that new age church taught you. And it was not of God, but yet you don't have no power. God ain't going to be sending blessing like that because the people are not in place. That's why it's called a famine. That's why it's called persecution. That's why it's called COVID-19 because God had to get the church. And you got to understand what is going on. I don't care if you send under fake pastor or real pastor. That is your opportunity. You're not going to be able to stand before the beam of sea and say, Lord, that pastor, I didn't know that. But God said, I gave you the word. You didn't want the word according to what I told you to do. You sold your soul to a man. You sold your soul to a warlock and a wick. That was you. Nobody will be without an excuse when you stand before the judgment seat. It's your responsibility to govern your soul. The pastor didn't die on the cross for you. 
Jesus did. Seek him with your whole heart. But you're still wavering. You still think of somebody going to anoint you down and pray for you that gives you faith. No, really, really think about what's really been going on. I anoint you, Trinity, and guess what? You still got to go home. Do I say you have faith in Jesus' name? No, you got to go and sin no more. At least the worst thing fall on thee. And you want to know why these things are coming. And they're going to keep coming. Because we're not in the place that we should be, and God is trying to get our attention. God is trying to bring stability in our life, but we don't want him to bring stability. We want him to build the foundation that he wants, that we want him to build, not what he wants to build in our lives. But let him act in faith without no doubting. We still got doubt. We still got comprehension. We still got preconceived minds what God looks like because we have allowed these people on the TV, we have allowed these pastors to say if we dress this way and that way, that was faith and the blessing of God was on us. But that was not the blessing of God. That was just a showboat. You got to understand something. God is not going to look like what we think he's going to look. Not because of what we think or not that, but he's going to be God. God has not changed from his original nature. We have changed. We have allowed the world to manipulate us in so many different ways, but yet we have not allowed God to step into our life and show him who he is in our lives that we may have faith based on the word of God in our lives. And everybody here in the sound of our voice know that we thought faith when the pastor had everything and everything was incomplete but yet he was cheating on his wife or yet she was sleeping with the deacon. That was faith because that's what they showed us and that gave us the persona that that was God and that was not God. We're going to have to stop putting people above God. And put God above the people. Because you're picking and choosing and it's not God. And we don't understand that. It's verse 7, James 1 and 7. For let not that man says suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He cannot receive anything from the Lord because his faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence of things not seen. Everything that you do is supported by faith. It's built on faith and the blood of the lamb. It's Jesus shed blood. That's the foundation. The next foundation is faith. Because God dealt with more with their unbelief. God dealt with more about the faithless generation. God dealt with a lot of different things. Why? But when you look at everything, it was always based on their faith. And they trust and they believe in the one who shed his blood on Calvary for them. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. You're tossed. Not only you're tossed to and fro, but you're double-minded. You can't hold on to nothing. Nothing never stays around. Because you're everywhere. Now God is saying you got to get supported and confident in that which you say that you serve. I tell people all the time at this church, make sure the God in your mind is the God that's in this Bible. Because you can serve something in your mind and you think it's God. 
You got to understand about the delusions of our mind. It's strong in this hour. And we don't even understand why these things upon us. We don't even understand why we keep going through all of these different things. You can go to 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter. And a lot of times we don't think that we are on a satanic attack. We think that these things are normal. But you got to understand something. If you don't have that faith and that power to pull down strongholds, you're going to always be under some type of a satanic attack because you don't think that the enemy's there. And that's one of the ways the enemy gets you when you think that he's not there or you think that everything is calm and, and everything is in place. But you don't understand the enemy will wait quietly in a corner somewhere until you get to a, a terrible statement, which you really are. Then he comes in and attacks you. Well, my church, don't, they don't believe in that. They done never told us about demonic forces. They never told us about this, but it's in the Bible. We want to do everything. We want to believe everything except what's in the Bible. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Your war is not against me and Ayana. Your war is in the spiritual realm, the enemy that has her, and the enemy is attacking me. But it's easy to get mad at a person because you don't have a spiritual eye to see and a discernment to see what God is saying. And the enemy that is working behind the scenes, they keep you and everybody else separated. That's one of the things about the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Jesus saw who they were, not with their little personalites and all that little hat on their head and all of this fine things and their robes and their garments and all of this and their belt and all. No, he saw the demon behind them. So God was talking to them, but he was really talking to the demons, and the demons could not do nothing with him because he had power. Why could they never entrap him? Why? They did all of these Swiss words and, and quoted all of these things, but God was always a step ahead of them, and God will always have you a step ahead of the enemy. If you're in him, you will know what to do. You'll know what to say. But a lot of times people walking around word and this and that, scared and all of this stuff, because they now understand that the power of God lives within you, and you got to tap into that power, and that's got to be governed by the God. There's other powers in the earth, but is it governed by God? Because God is going to take care of his own. You need to understand what is happening and that from 2022 until whatever, you got to come into a place that you know that God has your back. Whether the pastor agrees you down, the prophets are to you or whether you go and do whatever it is, you got to know within that the power of God lives inside of you and that he's going to keep his word with your house and then nothing else that matters but long as you keep the covenant there. You don't want the covenant to leave there because you're doing something that's contrary to the word. God will break covenant with you. How is that? Turn one over to Satan for the destruction of his flesh that his soul may be saved. As long as God is there, Satan can't touch you, but he would depart himself from you or move away a little bit so Satan can't attack you. To bring you into a place. You're going to find out in this hour there's going to be so many people going crazy. You're going to find out there's so many people just, you thinking they're walking around here, dead men walking, all of the stuff they done put on TV, and you sit there and look at it and stuff like that, and I don't understand it because they're telling you what they're going to do. There is a spirit in the land that's a strong delusion, and it's taking the household of faith. He already got the people out there in the world. Why are you worried about it? You're so busy worried about everybody else, what they're doing. I don't really care what they're doing. What I care about is what the household of faith is doing because as long as we stay in God and God is governing us and everything that encompasses us and concerns us, God has his hands on it and you need to walk into a place of faith in God like you've never seen before how do you tap into it for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal that means God said this weapon I give you is not carnal 
A lot of times we're not doing things because we do not have faith in God. So the things, the gifts that God has given us, we don't want to operate in them because we think they're carnal. We're thinking that they're not mighty. And so therefore you're not operating in it because you don't believe in it. Because if I believe I got the sword of the spirit, I'm going to operate with the sword of the spirit. And this is what is happening now. It says, mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Are you understanding that you got the pull down strongholds? God is giving you that gift. You probably say, well, that's not one of my gifting. The enemy is going gonna, gonna to deceive you. You have power because you don't, you're too lazy to get the power to pull it down because you think pastor's going to pull it down. You think a prophet is going to pull it down. You think the teacher's going to pull it down. You think the five, four minutes, but you got to have to have power to pull it down by the power of the Holy Ghost. See, that's caused you to have faith in what you say that you serve. And a lot of times we don't want to work. We don't want to put the work behind what God is saying in our lives. We just want to sit there in the corner and let the enemy beat you up into oblivion. But when you holler out Jesus and everything in the household should tremble, everything in the household should be scared and back up from you. When you call on the name of Jesus, there's a presence of God that comes down and God comes to your rescue. When you call down your holy angel to stand beside you, the God that protect you, the enemy may want to kill you. The man may want to attack you, but he can't because of the power and the angels that's there that God in you. How do you think you're waking up in the morning? The demon will have his way with you at night. Except for the power of God that's moving in our lives. We don't want the God to do what he say he's going to do because it calls works on our part. A lot of times we got lazy Christians. We got slowful Christians. We got Christians that really don't want to do what, we, what we're supposed to do because we're looking for somebody else to work. But how in the world are you going to come into a place that God wants you to be? The pastor and everybody else is not going to be there. You better have to have that power. You got to have that faith in order for God to do what he needs to do in your life and in your family's life. It is not my job to secure your family. It's my job to pray and that God gives you the word and that you take the word and pray for your soul. It's up to you to take a rejection. Check the prayer and the, what God is saying. So if God doesn't force himself on you, why do you think pastor can? Mm -mm. Your obedience is the key. And a lot of times we don't want to have obedience with the things of God. A lot of times, we want God to do everything else for us, but we don't want to do what God is calling us to do. And we need to get into a place. I want to go somewhere because this has been dealing with me. And I want to read a scripture. That you understand that God wants to move in our lives. And we need to understand 
that we're doing things and we're putting things in the earth realm that God is not honoring and we don't understand why that we're going through these things and you need to be careful from this point on how and the seeds that you're sowing in the ground. It says right here Galatians 6 and 7 do not be deceived God is not marked for whatever a man sows, that he shall also reap. God cannot go against his word. We're still talking about pulling down strongholds. But some strongholds you will not be able to pull down because you planted in the ground and you got to learn a lesson from it. Yeah, God forgives you, yeah, but you got to go to the person to make it right. Repent, turn from it, don't do it again. But some things you plant in the ground, you have to walk it out because you sowed it in the earth. And God, grace and mercy is that he brings you out of what you sowed in something that was bad. For he who sows to the flesh will of the flesh reaps corruption, but he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reaps everlasting life. You got to see and understand what is going on. Second Corinthians 10. And five, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Why is he dealing with your subconscious of your mind? Because that's where the enemy plans to see that. Everything that you act on was already planted in your mind. So he planted that negative seed and you sowed it. You walked it out. Because you didn't cast it down. The demon is going to put thoughts. You remember all of this stuff? It just happened in Portsmouth. The lady came to my house last Sunday. She said that the, um, a boy killed his grandmama in the mine. Can you trust what's in your house? It may be the very thing that gets you. And didn't kill the mother, but killed the grandma. It went to the weaker person. And the reason I say that in, my, in the realm of the spirit is because she was older, probably more receptible for that demon. You better learn how to pull strongholds down, and you got to have faith in God. Are you really as safe as you think you are? You, you're so busy locking yourself in from the, in from the in outward, but you're not looking at the enemy on the inside. That's the one that does the real damage. The government spends thousands of dollars teaching us about internal threats and how not to be subject to these type of things when people come from all over the world to try to get information from us. You've got to come into a place that you have faith in God like never before. There's a faith that you have to get to. There's a place in God can't nobody bring you through. There's a place in God your tithes and offering is not going to do. It comes by you giving God your everything. And then you say, well, I have nothing else. Give more. 
Well, how can I give more? Let your child ask for something. You say you ain't got it. I bet you break heaven and hell to get what you want. You didn't have it, but you found a way. It's got to be a balance. And we're not trying to be balanced in God. And why is it that you believe in so easily what the enemy is saying? Because it was already a seed there. Be careful who plants stuff in you. Be careful. When this thing is out here lurking, it's planted, you can go to bed free spirit and you can wake up with a demonic thought that wasn't even there. But we don't want to cast down every argument, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God because it's something in you that wants to believe it because if God is there, you will have to pull it down. You're casting it down. You're bringing it subject to the power of God. You don't need to ponder on it. Why would God send you an evil thought to have you evil thoughts about somebody else? That is not God. Cast it down. Do you know when the enemy is using you? Do you know when you're under satanic attack? Do you understand these things that's governing, that's going on and that's governing your will now? There's a strong delusion. Expect more attacks of the enemy. You got to see this. And bring in every thought into captivity. Cage it up and put it in the lake of fire. And being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. That means when you do what God say do, guess what? He'll give you the power to do these things. But you need to understand what's going on. You need to understand what God is saying and how he's moving in this hour. I'm going to close it here with the nine gifts of the spirit. If you don't know about them, you heard about them, and now it's time to activate them. First Corinthians 12. 1 Corinthians 12 and 4. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are diversities of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. That means God is going to give you something not only to help yourself, but for help other people. And I'm going to tell you something. It's going to take a village. It's going to take a body of Christ to help each other now. Because it's not going to be a whole lot of people that's truly born again now. They're in the house, but they're not born again. And it's going to take a people coming together. That's why it's going to be a gathering of the eagles. 
And you'll know when you're with an eagle because it's going to strengthen you and you're going to strengthen the other people. That may be your proud partner for years. It may not be your proud partner now. You got to know there's a shifting going on. There's a shaking going on in the earth. And the Bible talks about there's going to be earthquakes and diving. There's so many things that's going on in the month. In these foreign countries. Terrible flooding. Volcano eruption. America hasn't seen any of that. We've been very blessed. See, one thing looking at it on TV, but it's another thing when it's at your back door. And you lose everything. And you have no way of regaining it back. I've been to third world countries. Daniel too, is it like America? They can talk about Donald Trump and anybody else, Biden. They can talk about Obama. I don't give a dog on. Ain't no place like America, is it? Even the Palmer Street get fed. McDonald's, Chick-fil-A. We got some kind of money. But you're complaining. See, it's easy to complain when you ain't been nowhere. God looking at all of that. Ungratefulness in the, in the body of Christ. How you have exploited his gifts and talent. You don't know why he's angry. He's angry at a whole lot of things. His wrath is soon to come. You need to see this. We talk about the corruption in the church and the government, but let's talk about the corruption in you. Let's bring it home. How can I keep holding stuff against her and they came to me and said they forgive me, but when they keep doing stuff over again, you just look at God to deal with you. God is going to deal with the things that you cannot deal with anymore. God is going to work at a higher realm with taking care of things in life now. Because he wants you free. Those that are born again now, those that's doing the will of God, God is going to untie you from this. How he's going to do subconscious of your mind. You're not going to be able to deal with it. You're going to know with a spirit of knowing in your spirit that faith has released you from it. Because God wants us free, the ones that's going to be working in the vineyard. He says signs and wonders are going to follow those that believe. The signs and the wonders, it's not going to get you down anymore. It's not going to cry. You're not going to have to pray about it. You're going to walk in anointing, and God has freed you to do something else. And you're going to know that God's got everything in the house and on the job, under control, and the mind and the body. Because he's freed you from it. It's like something you're not even going to recognize, but yet you will know that it's residing within you because you're going to have troubles about it. It comes a place in the spiritual world when God is pleased at your work and your labor. He frees you from that and promotes you to another place. 
It's no longer a burden to you. Because you're freed from it because you don't pass the test. There's some things that happen in the spirit realm. Nobody prophesied to you. God is the greatest prophet to you. I don't go around looking for confirmation. You better know it in the spirit. And it seems like something will snatch from your heart. And you're free from it. It's not weighing you down. You have no connection, but yet you're connected to it because God done took you up into another realm of the spirit realm. First Corinthians 12. Twelve and eight. For one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit. The another one is knowledge through the spirit. Another is faith through the spirit. Another is what? Healing. Another is miracles, prophecy, discernment. That is another one that's definitely up there with my faith is that discernment. Discernment is discerning what you can't see with the natural eye. Some people think they got discernment. All they say, oh, yeah, you got on purple, purple necklace. Oh, that's, that's discernment to them. And they're not in the spirit, they're in the flesh. What are you discerning in the flesh? The spirit is showing you what's behind it. What do you mean? Let me break it down. Uh, behind it, I see an angel. Or behind it, I see a demon with four heads. I see a leviathan. I see a serpent. I see an alligator. Depends on how they come with tails and everything. That's how he did with me. I don't know how he's going to deal with you. How are you discerning it? They eyes turn. They face change. Are they shift shakers? It was a smell with them. I, I didn't have sleeping with a man and sleeping with a woman on my mind, but when they left me, all these nasty thoughts came to me. Oh, that's how he works. How are you discerning it? Oh, some of y'all probably think, mm, I just want to be with my man. You know a spirit done left you. Then I came and attacked you and talked to you. Because what you do manifests. It comes out. You need to see this and understand. We're talking about the nine gifts of the Holy Ghost power. Stop walking in what you say that you don't know and ask God to give you what you need to survive in this last hour. Discernment spirits to another kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. You need the gifts of the spirit. And you need to know how to use them. You need to know what God is saying. Because when God gives it to you, it stays. It does not leave you as long as you're walking in God. 
And a lot of times we don't know how to walk in God. We don't know how to walk it out. We don't know how to go through trials and tribulations with joy knowing that God has got your back. I'm not saying you don't get discouraged, but it's not going to stand. It's not going to stay with you like that. Because the spirit of Christ is there. And you need to understand how to tap into this. And what God is saying and what God is doing. I'm taking you to another scripture. Daniel's 5 and 12. Inasmuch as an excellent spirit, knowledge, understanding, interpreting dreams, solving riddles, and exact, it says ex explaining enactments was found in this Daniel. Enactments is something that's like a puzzle or hidden middle meaning or riddle. So when people talk to you in a cunning way, you would know. Because you already asked for it. Because something about a snake that's in a person's mouth is very cunning. And you can't believe the words that's been spoken. You got to be able to learn it. The reason why God was with Daniel because Daniel stayed in God's face. And continue to do what God has called him to do. I pray that something's been said and done. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. 